Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Parenthood 
people, and he pled guilty and ended up with two and a half years in prison. Now, here's the problem. Myself, nor any of the due time crew ladies, thought that two and a half years was any real prison time for an attack on a life. Yes. And just because you had other firearms on your uh, person, that should have been enough to take you away for more than two and a half years because that indicated that there was a major possibility that you would have done more damage given enough time. Yeah. You just wasn't walking around with this thing just because. No, you weren't. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm with the lady. That was definitely not enough time. You know? Yeah. I don't think so. What else are we talking about? Because there's something I want to get to this morning that I found out. But we also talked about the uh, officer who pretty much gave up his job for his brother, you know, we can't accept every rescue phone call. And that's what ended up happening as this police officer answered the call of his brother and subsequently ended up getting in a lot of trouble for their, you know, response and attack on, you know, a gentleman. And uh, now you don't have a job. And now you have a life. Because let me tell you something. People ain't going to forget that you were a cop. Yes, you know, you've seen that. Where you can't tell people that you are an ex-cop and you're safe these days. No. So now that's why I say you ain't got a life. Now maybe somebody else would say that. But Pastor Steph would say that. Yeah, you don't give up, you know, what God has given you for other people's nonsense. Okay. Don't do it, don't do it, and don't do it. Well, the ladies and I got to talking about, you know, just supporting unrighteousness and the people that call you into this nonsense, and now you're the one who's supposed to have the better head, and you don't use your better head. No, you end up getting involved in their melee. That's not really smart. Now, Pastor Steph wants to go back a little bit. Because as I was reviewing Vivian's uh, socially conscious stories, Vivian initially talked about a fifth grade teacher who is now under investigation after showing a movie featuring a gay character. Now, we are... You know, we, we're always talking about how these teachers are sliding in their agenda and, um, you know, always doing what they want to do. And we're finding that this LGBTQ community is doing that a lot more often, you know, as they're setting the tone for the, uh, you know, for what they want to teach. And finding out that, you know, this teacher should have gotten, you know, a uh, uh, permission. Yes, permission to do what she was doing and showing the movie 
you know, she claimed that it was only two minutes and 45 seconds. Now, mm-mm-mm. you know, I looked at the description of this movie, Strange World, and I'm going to read it to you. The film follows a legendary family of explorers, the Clades, who must set aside their differences as they embark on a journey to a mysterious subterranean land inhabited by surreal life forms in order to save a miracle plant, Pondo, that is their society's source of energy. Now, I got a question. How do we get to a gay calendar? (laughs) How? How do we get to a gay character? I don't understand this. How do we turn... You know, somebody said, I was confused through 80% of the movie. The plot just isn't clear. It's also bothersome that I had to explain to my seven-year-old son why two boys like each other. How do we get to anybody, whether it's to adults or to children? How do we get here? You know, years ago, Disney was, you know, known for their beautiful movies. And, yo, y'all better start screening Disney movies now. Because I don't see anywhere in that description how we could even get there. They've even given a name to the the subterranean thing. Hold on, let me make sure I'm reading this right. Yeah, they have this miracle plant that they've named Pondo. So how do we get to anybody being gay? And as Shanti said yesterday, that the teacher was able to quote-unquote defend herself because she said it was only 2 minutes and 45 seconds. So that meant that she actually sat and pretty much timed or went back and checked the time of the, the, the amount of mention or display. And I'm trying to figure out how in that plot of a movie... That you even got that far. But I'm just disturbed by that alone. And I just thought I'd, you know, some just told me to look and see what the movie was about. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. We really, really, really need to screen everything that our children are watching. Because I'm telling you. If I got to walk out of a Disney movie 
and explain what this lady said she had to explain, I'd be pretty disturbed as well. So that was how we spent our Wednesday. <laughs> Woo, baby. I tell you, only on a new time with Pastor. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday, the day we discuss our health, whether it's emotional health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, financial health, some kind of health. We break it down. And we've got a very interesting conversation today. And uh, we'll be back to talk all about it. So let's go and get that healthy breakfast. Let's go and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Each season of the year brings new challenges for kids with asthma. And when asthma is uncontrolled, kids miss school, are rushed to emergency rooms, and sadly, some of them die. That's why the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America and I want to make sure your child has an asthma action plan. Did you know that doctors can test children for triggers like dust and pollen? Please get your child fully tested for asthma today. Of course, it's not going to act or react 
the same way to the foods that we eat. But I want to make sure I throw some things your way so that you can be on alert. Because if you have things that trigger your asthma, you definitely want to stay away from it. Okay? One, dried fruit. Wow. Now, I just happen to love dried fruit. But they say many kinds of dried fruit include sulfites. Now, sulfites are preservatives designed to stretch out the shelf life of the food. And we know that, you know, dried fruit can stay on the shelf for quite some time. But if it includes sulfites, they say that it could be problematic to many people with asthma. So they say you should read the package for the words. Write this down. Potassium bisulfite. B-I-S-U-L-F-I-T-E. Potassium bisulfite and sodium sulfite. Sulfite, S-U-L-F-I-T-E. They say to determine... If those dried cherries or apricots or anything may trigger an asthma flare-up. So, again, you're reading dried fruit, okay, and um, the packaging you're reading should, you should be alert um, for potassium bisulfate and sodium Okay. Alrighty. I need a two second break here, please. Alrighty. Number two. We hope you're not drinking this, but wine or beer. They say that wine or beer also contains sulfites okay so you want to make sure that you tell anyone you know hello if they're drinkers of wine or beer that they may have sulfites in it and sulfites may trigger their asthma attack shrimp another food we should be staying away from, but just in case you don't, and just in case you know someone who does, eat the shrimp. They say another um, item that has, that, that contains sulfites, so they're, uh, they say be very careful even when you're eating out, because you know as well as I know, unfortunately, they ain't changing that grease. And you don't know how things are leaking out. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they study. You don't know how things get contaminated. All righty? Pickles. Pickles. They say you may get have to get rid of them pickles. They say pickles also tend to contain sulfites 
as a preservative, and sauerkraut. Fermented foods such as sauerkraut. Also, relish, horseradish, and some salad dressings. Ooh. All right, so again, we're talking about pickles. We're talking about any fermented foods like sauerkraut. We're talking about relishes, horseradish, sauce, salad dressings. I don't how many of you remember um oh my goodness, how many of you remember sandwich spread? Do you remember sandwich spread? Sandwich spread is that pickled mayonnaise. So you wanna make sure you kinda watch for uh, the fermented stuff, you know, in that as well. The um sulfites that contain that. Oh, I'm getting a yes. Somebody remembers sandwich spread. So you want to make sure you're watching out for that as well. Okay? All right, we're talking about foods that could possibly flare up your asthma. Packaged or prepared potatoes. Now, you know, we all get lazy sometimes and we want to throw in that uh, packet of mashed potato flakes. Okay, they say please look at the ingredients. Okay, so you don't pick up that sodium bisulfite that is in packaged potatoes a lot of times. Okay, or prepared potatoes, they say. Yeah, you know how you buy that box of like all gratin potatoes? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, all right now, for those of you Shirley Temple drinkers, maraschino cherries. Wow. Yeah, if you are an asthmatic, you might want to watch out for those cherry, I'm sorry, those maraschino cherries. Okay, they say that maraschino cherries, canned fruits, some bottled juices, lemon and lime juice contain preservatives that could trigger your asthma. Can you imagine, those of you who are asthmatics, all this time you may not even realize that all of this stuff that you're ingesting could possibly trigger your your asthma can you imagine that? And have an asthma attack from drinking juice? Let me tell you this again. Maraschino cherries, canned fruits, bottled juices such as lemon and lime juice. You have to watch. Look at the ingredients. Watch for the ingredients. Listen, I understand because any of you that know I can't eat eggs. I get sick off everything these days because you don't know what you're ingesting. All righty? So, uh-oh, here's another list. They say these foods can cause an asthma attack. Are you ready? Get your pens. Tree nuts, wheat, soy, Peanuts, eggs, 
fish, shellfish, canned milks. Yes. Ooh, I'll read it again. Let me start from the beginning. Let me start from the beginning. So if you have asthma, they say watch the ingredients, read your labels. Because these foods may contain components that will trigger your asthma. So you're looking for words such as potassium bisulfite and sodium sulfite. Okay? Dried fruit, wine or beer, shrimp, pickles, sauerkraut, relishes, horseradish, salad dressings, packaged or prepared potatoes, maraschino cherries, okay, canned fruits, some fruit juices, lemon juice, lime juice. Watch for um, sulfites in tree nuts, wheat, soy, peanuts, eggs, fish, shellfish, and cow's milk. Don't say Pastor Steph did not warn you this morning. All righty? All righty. You know, like I said, you know, we try to talk about our um, our health, especially on Wednesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday, Thursdays. And, you know, we have come across some real, real interesting and important health tips, things that we would never, ever, ever imagine. And especially, you know, with this being Asthma Awareness Month, we have to make sure we watch and learn. You know, we're not just learning and watching this month, but these are the times where we take to learn these extra things because extra information comes out during these awareness months that can help us. And even if we're not an asthmatic, we can help those who we know have asthma. You know, we talk about our girl Ketty all the time, her fried chicken. Well, Ketty has asthma. So, you know, people like her who listen all the time and, other people, you know, you want to get this information, don't pass up this information. Don't pass up writing it down, taking your notes, because this stuff is crucial to other people who may suffer with these conditions, all right? So, come on, let's get on the ball. Let's give God thanks that we can even have these moments that we can just chat about these um, different things. For those of you who don't only suffer from asthma, as a person who suffers from um, an allergic reaction to eggs, it's getting worse as I get older. I'm sure um, other people who have asthma can say the same thing. As you get older, your body worsens because there's a breakdown. Um, you know, doing some research you know, if you suffer with any type of condition, I don't care what the condition is, really I've been doing a lot of reading and research. 
and you are really going to have to pay attention to all the food you eat. And, you know, that speaks of when we eat out also. Remember when you're dieting, they always tell you, you know, make sure you cook your own food because, you know, when you go to restaurants and things like that, they don't tell you every little thing that's in the food. Well, that's the same thing for us who eat out and we have health conditions. You know, I'm constantly asking, you know, does that, if I order a, do you not came and order a hamburger and french fries? Because bread has eggs in it. So I have to ask, what kind of bun? You know, I've had to learn these things. And can I tell you how I've learned them? After, after I've gotten sick. So you don't want to end up with an asthma, you know, an asthma flare-up or an asthma attack, you know, from not being aware of what you're eating. Because we can't help that. We can't help what we eat, you know, but we can't help what we eat. So make sure you ask questions. You know, when you talk about salad dressings, some salad dressings, because some salad dressings such as Thousand Island has relish in it. And relish was on that on that list. So, you know, we really, please, 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 if you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, if you have heart condition, everything you eat, everything you eat is you have to really understand and know what you're putting in your mouth. You have to understand your surroundings, you know, so be aware, okay? Be aware and make sure you are on point, all right? All right. That's a health tip from God this morning. Well... Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. You know, I was talking to our brother Chris. You remember Brother Chris? Yes, I know you remember Brother Chris. When you hear his voice, you're really going to remember who he is. We've had him on a couple of times, and we just happened to be talking. You know, we had we had a spoken quite a while about having him on uh, on a regular basis. Um, and he was just chatting, and he said something to me, and I was like, wow, I like that. And it's something that we all speak about at one point or another, and I was like, we got to talk about that. And when I tell you all, when I, I didn't have a chance to really do a whole lot of research last night, but this morning, oh, my goodness, when I came across some stuff, I was like, yo, we don't know what we're doing out here. And I really, really encourage you to do research on a whole lot of stuff that you're doing. So we're going to get into, you know, some information, but let me waste not any more of your time, let's say good morning to our brother, Chris Aloris Jackson. Good morning, my brother, Chris. Good morning. How are you? 
Ma'am, I am so good that if I start to uh, sing, it will just hurt your ears. That's how good I am. You always make me laugh. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, you know, that's the kind of good we want on this uh, broadcast, when you can talk about how well you're doing on that level. Well, welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Jeff. Welcome back. You know, again, you're, you know, in the central time, so we really have to thank you for just waking up a little earlier to be with us this morning as it's 6.30 in your time um, (laughs) of the world. Why don't you just remind us who Crystal Lawrence Jackson is and introduce yourself to the other individuals who have not heard of you. Well, I shall do that. My name is Crystal Lawrence Christopoulos. Gustavus Jackson Sr. And I am a mastermind, wisdom, coach, and counselor. That's my mentorship with folks going through grief and loss. That's one of the things that I deal with on a daily basis, helping folks understand their choices in life. So that's that's my main focus is to help people with dealing with the why of their lives and the what as part of uh, my mentorship. All right, all right. Now, in the past, we've talking, we've talking, we've spoken about the choice. Theory and you know that that's a nice little um, uh, extension um, of you know the what and the why. So we came up with a segment called the what behind the why, and we both really like that title. And as you were talking to me the last time we were um, conversing, you mentioned being a godparent. And as you were chatting, it hit me that we really need to understand uh, this particular role that we are either requesting of someone or we're assuming. Because it does not mean the same thing to everybody, does it, Brother Chris? It does not. And, it uh, is very important mm. that the person that you are, if you choose to ask a friend or family member to be a godparent to your child, then you need to ask yourself some really deep questions because the definition. One is a person that is a good listener that can hear that child as well as see and be in that child's life. So, so 
some very important questions that you need to ask. Absolutely. And not only when you're requesting, you know, again, we're talking about just being aware from both ends. Now, before we get into any specific details, why don't you mention why we even got to that conversation, Brother Chris, and how that affected you? Well, I was asked to be a And my definition of Godfather was different than the person that asked me. And the reason it was different because I had not defined what Godfather meant to me, to the person that there notes. And once once I had accepted my definition was, okay, just kind of be in the person's life, the child's life, call them every now and then, birthdays, holidays, that sort of thing. And four years after she asked me, after the child had graduated college, she told me how disappointed she was that I had not been the kind of godfather that she thought that I should have been. And I was very disappointed when I then did the research on what a godly godfather is. So I had to I had to apologize to her and the young man that I was that I had taken the responsibility but I didn't understand the responsibilities. They were not personal enough to me like they were personal enough to her. So that that's how we got to kind of, kind of, that's where we are today. So let me ask you this. When did she ask you to be the sponsor? Um, that was a, have been uh, four years ago, before the pandemic. So she, so the first time she requested that you, so she, she didn't ask you to be his godparent. And I'm going to use sponsor. I'm, I'm personally, um, not for you necessarily, brother Chris, but for those of you, because you and I spoke about this. Um, for those of you who are listening. As I've grown in Christ, I am very uncomfortable using just loosely this godparent word. But for today, you'll find me interchangeably using sponsor and godparent or godchild. All right. So, so the first time she asked yeah. you to be a godparent was four years ago. Yes, and I like using the word mentee because you are mentoring this person okay okay so we're gonna we're gonna hear this you know uh interchangeably mentee as well as sponsor and it's funny because when i was doing some digging both those words came up (laughs) sponsor and mentee Mm -hmm. by the way brother chris um okay so normally 
we know that when you approach someone to be a sponsor, godparent, mentee, they're children, babies. But that wasn't the case here, right? It was actually, I, I started to take it seriously about four years ago, but she had asked me before that when he was a, a small child. And I oh, it was when, okay, okay, okay. So it was when he was a small child, because I was a little lost. I was like, wait a minute, then I didn't lost something in this story. Okay, so he was a small child when she initially asked, and then it wasn't until four years ago that you all had that conversation. It, it wasn't until... It was four years ago we re- we had the conversation because he was graduating high school and going off to college. And okay. again, I had taken the responsibility lightly because of my definition and not understanding the responsibility. Right. She so over the years, I, let me ask you this. Over the years, according to your responsibility level, what had you done? What have I done with the young man? Right. You said, all right, here's what I thought a godparent or sponsor or mentee was. What had you done over over those years since he was a little boy? Call on birthdays. Then the Christmas gifts, birthday gifts. You call him, see how, ask him how he's doing, but really not participating in his life as an individual. He knows me, knows me quite well, and he knows of me, but he really doesn't. He's he's not gotten any of my worldly knowledge and understanding. Okay. As a so, mentee slash father image. Okay. Now, when she described the the disappointment, what did she say she expected of you? What she said is she expected more more feedback, more participation, more involvement, more one-on-one with him, to, to be present in one's life. And to be present in one's life means more than a call on a holiday or his birthday. Absolutely. It's it's, it's complicated when you choose this responsibility, but not not knowing or not really understanding the responsibility. That that that's that's the disappointing part. It was disappointing for her. It was disappointing. And that's what I was going to ask you, but I don't want to ask that yet. I want to ask that yet. So let's let let's. I did some research, and 
because I wanted to I wanted to see because I had my own thoughts over the years I've done you know some research but not the research I did since you and I were going to get on this 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 broadcast and talk about it but some of the stuff came up and one of the things was be a role model like you mentioned so let's talk about that so to be a a a, a sponsor a child sponsor you're expected to be a role model. Let's talk about what that is. Okay. You would be a sponsor slash mentee role model as you would be with your own children. Because you would you would hopefully not lead them the wrong way. One, you want to be a Christian, uh, whatever whatever that means to you, a church-going person, a God-fearing person. It doesn't matter what you call your religion, which which denomination of faith you say you are, but if you are a believer, it's just one of the things you want to be able to listen for and give feedback on the kind of the the kind of connection that young man has with the Christian faith. So, so were you doing they, that? At, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was not doing it. I was not. I was. I have done it with my children, but I didn't do it with this young man. Were you continue with what you were saying? I'm sorry, your pause. I thought you were complete. So finish in what you were saying. I'm sorry. Okay. So the things that that one should be like with my own children. I'm active with them. I show interest in what they're interested in. I give positive feedback to them. Uh, I listen to them. I give correction to them. Uh, they can call me anytime and have any type of discussion with me. I did not do a great, a, a good enough job connecting with this young man. And that's, that's important, the connection that you have with someone that is not your blood or could be a blood relative, but you treat like a casual friend. Okay, so, Brother Chris, I want to break this stuff down. I really do. Because I think for us, when when you mentioned it to me in our conversation, it, it just triggered a lot of things in me especially when that term godparent is used. And we started off talking about, you know, you mentioned, okay, I have my own sons, and I had this mentee, this this godchild, and yet I was not a good role model to him, but I was a good role model to my sons. How were you a good role model to your sons? Hands on. That's that's the best way I can describe it. I know where they are. 
I know what's on their mind. I know what 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 their what what's dangers or interactions they have with different people. I'm involved. I'm totally involved because I know what affects them affects me. What affects me affects them. So there is a connection. But we don't make that same personal connection when we use the word mentee or sponsor. We don't we don't have that same relationship. And relationships are important because we all have those kind of ships in our lives. But okay. my children the relationship I have with them, I can't throw them off my ship. I can ask them to leave, but I can't throw them off. Okay. Wow. I like that. I never heard that before. I actually like that. I actually like that. You know, when we talk about being a role model, um, Brother Chris, how should our children as well as, you know, our mentees see us? As a role model, what are the important things that they need to see in us? One of those important things is they should respect what one says and does so that they then will be open to what is said and done in their direction. For them, respect the person, be a good teacher, be a responsible person, because you want to teach them responsibility as well. Okay, okay. You also mentioned something else here that I have on this list, and you talked about being, okay, no, no, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. You know, we have instances where our children say to us, like we'll say, well, don't smoke, um, don't use drugs, don't drink, don't do this, don't do that. And they're able to say, you know, some some children are able to say, well, you know, you do it. And, you know, back in the day you used to hear, well, you don't, you don't do as I do, you do as I say. Why is that so important, you know, that role model so important in this day and time because of all of the influences our children have in front of them that come from outside of the home, which is why the role on the inside of the home is so crucial? What we tend to do is be judgmental and to be non-judgmental is to choose not to do those things that would be detrimental to that person that you're raising or bringing up your example of not smoking you choose not to smoke because you choose not to have your child pick up your habit 
good or bad. To 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 be non-judgmental means to be non-accusatory. So you have to put yourself in a position so that you yourself are judging, making decisions for yourself that is also a good person that you are an influence for or of or to. So it's important then to understand the even the word judgment of judging because you make decisions because you have good judgment. But the problem comes when we become accusatory about someone's doing something or saying something or being something, and then you use judgment to criticize, put down, put that person's thought process or or actions down, but then if you are doing the same thing, how how are you going to, how, uh, that's not good judgment. Okay. Well, okay, so, so Brother Chris, here's where we're going to now focus on the outside sponsor, the sponsor from the outside. So most times a mother would choose a sponsor or a mentee, a mentor, um, based on the fact that that boy child may not have a father in the home. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they do, but I'm just going with sometimes they don't. So for a role model in this child's life who doesn't have a father in the home, why is that so crucial to a a parent who's chosen you to be a role model to her son, even though you're not in the home? It's important because of setting good standards, having good morals, having good judgment, being a good listener, having having the ability to reason with that child when they're going through difficulties. And they will we all go through some difficulties. We go to church because we want good judgment. We read the Bible because we want to use phrases in the Bible, passages in the Bible as guides to living well and following the following Jesus. He was a great role model. <laughs> but we don't we don't tend to practice what we preach. Okay. All right. So you keep you keep mentioning, which is another thing on this list, being a good listener. Being a good listener. Now, let's talk about the father role, the direct father role. How is that important for your children as a father for you to be a good listener? Most folks don't know how to listen. Most folks listen, respond, rather than listening to 
people understand. Have you have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they're talking and you're listening and you're listening so that you can answer what they are saying? You have a you want to give feedback to what they're saying, but you're not choosing to understand what's in their words, their actions, their emotions. Because some some folks. Most folks listen to respond just to say, I answered you, rather than listening to say, I understand you. It's a big difference. Why is it so important to a child for you to be a good listener? It's important because of trust. My children trust me. They listen to me. Not because I have been their physical disciplinarian, but because I care about them, I give them positive feedback. I give them good direction and information that they can use. And it's important to be able to hear to apply agape listening, that's Second Corinthians uh, chapter twelve thirteen. You have to be a you you have to listen with an agape so that you can listen with non judgmental thought processes and give that back as a teacher being respected for your information so that then they will know how to respect yourself. Ah, all right. So, you know, she's looking for you as a mentee, mentor, rather, as a sponsor to be a good listener to her son. Now, you're, again, on the outside of the home. So why would that be crucial for you to be the go-to person as the good listener for someone for him to speak to, to talk to, to confide in versus just anybody else? Why is this crucial for you to be the one to be the good listener for that outside child? The answer is respect. Respect goes a long way. We send our children to school to learn from teachers, to teach them, to respect them. They're taught respect when they leave home. Don't talk back. Don't curse. Don't don't fight. Don't do all these things. Respect your teacher. Respect your the, The person that you're there to learn from And if you're being disrespectful That means you're not listening So it's very important The the responsibility That we put on teachers As uh, the mentors For our children When we have not asked the teacher themselves What's their 
perspective? What's their ideology on teaching, choosing to be a teacher? Why did they choose to be a teacher? Was it a good paycheck? Was it was it you running away from home? What was your life? Do you have children? A lot of teachers don't have children. So they then miss something because they miss empathy. They have sympathy, but they do not have empathy. And that's important when you are teaching someone, mentoring someone, sponsoring someone. You you, you have to understand the responsibility that you are undertaking. Wow. You know, you said something that was was really key here, and you were saying, and, and this is why it's it's we're getting a curve, a shift in the disappointment of teachers because you know years ago teachers were worth a whole lot more than they're worth now, and you you could see the difference. You know, teachers really cared back then. They cared about the children. They cared about their lives, not just standing up in front of them for a paycheck. And we've seen that breakdown um, of of teachers. And and Eldon and I and I had a subsequent conversation yesterday after we hung up, um, you know, with the, with the breakdown of teachers and, you know, who they were versus who they are now. And that was one of the things that we actually talked about. So when you said that, Brother Chris, that was really, really important. You brought up something else that I thought was really interesting. You said that there was some mention of discipline for this mentee, regarding this mentee. And I want to keep the same flow we're talking about you as a direct father disciplining your children. What What is that like in your home? How have you disciplined your sons? The first to the older ones, when they were younger, because I didn't know any better, then they got a lot of spankings for what I considered wrongdoing, misdoing misstep as the the third child my third child my the baby never I've never ever ever thanked that child because I entered into his life and world using words instead of my physical presence my 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 dis- disciplinarian type self because I got I listened to him I thought he thought listening to me I could hurt his feelings just by the words I said which were disciplinary words which was different from the two older boys they're about 10 years older than he is so okay. I taught them, I, I, I had to go back and I apologized to my two older boys because I was doing what was done to me. I didn't like it then, don't like it now. So 
it's important that we understand the power that we have because we are the teachers. We are the first folk that reach these young people, our children, as teachers. We're the teachers. And if we're teaching wrong, then they're going to interpret it wrong and go where now they've, they've abolished corporal punishment. But if they are corporately punished at home, then they're going to have a discipline problem when they get to school. Okay, okay. Now... Having said that, you know, she's expecting you to discipline when necessary. How do you discipline your sponsor? Is it the same? uh, Yes, not your sponsor, your mentee. And is it different than you discipline your own sons? If not now, it was way years ago it would have been. But now, again, when you have the respect of a young person, when you have, when you enthusiastically pursue it, ask for feedback, you can then say to them the right or wrong of something, the go or stop of something, the yes or no, as in, as you mentioned, drugs and alcohol. It's difficult to to say to someone, don't go off to school and drink like a fish and expect to perform well when you do it at home. You're not a good role model. You're not a good, you're, you're, you're not a good stature of a person when you are not doing the same things you're asking someone to do. You know, before we get into some other very traditional modes and, you know, activities of a sponsor or mentor, mentee, of mentor, rather, i got to get this together, let's talk about the responsibility of the, the, uh, the godly church spiritual that's the word I would use that 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 whole faith um walk your responsibility as a first as a father in the home how does that role play for you in the house as a dad who's a godly dad a believer When when I was a child, you know, my father was not that kind of person. He became that kind of person as he got older. But going to church just wasn't his thing, being part of a organized spiritual messaging was just not part of him. Now, my grandmother, my my 
my grandmother was, my grandfather was, but they also were older. And it took me a while to find the reasons that I should be going to church, setting a good example, using biblical principles, because I call the Bible a GPS. Because you can find anything in there. You can go anywhere in there and find answers. And and the reason that we have a GPS is to help us get to one place to another without much difficulty. And that's why it's important to understand. Before I had a GPS, I, I, I read maps. I could read a map. I could, you know, I couldn't, on a map, you can't, there's no sign that there's detour ahead for traffic. GPS, the Bible also has detour ahead for stupid stuff that you need to do. <laughs> I thought you were going to do traffic again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, so now we're talking about because we talk about this all the time here on on the broadcast of you know we it takes all of us to you know share Jesus with our children. So how important is it as an outside influence? you know, to show this to your mentee. It's important if you are going to, again, establish trust. You want folks to listen to you. You want them to have respect for your teachings. And it's very difficult for, let's use teachers as an example. A teacher that has a knowledge of biology and you want them to teach math, but that's not their specialty. That's not what they were trained in. That's not what they their discipline is. That's what that's that's not why they went to school. They didn't go to, to, to learn English to teach that. They learned, went to learn biology or Whatever, whatever their discipline is. So it's important. Our role as a parent, sponsor, mentor, is to have some knowledge about the subject area. Because how can you help your children with homework when... You didn't master math in school. The basics, just the basics. Back to the GPS. If you haven't mastered how to turn the pages in a Bible, how are you going to learn how to scroll down a physical paper Uh, 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 map 
you don't know the, 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 the you don't know the terminology. So you got to understand the terminology of mapping, just as so that you can understand what's been said and shown to you on GPS. All right, all right. You know, one of the one of the other areas that we focus on when we speak to someone about being a, a sponsor for our child is to be that fill-in parent. Again, we we talk about you know the roles that you're playing, you know, being a good listener. Um, being a good role model, but a lot of times, you know, you're being requested, it's being requested of you to be that fill-in dad for you. Um, was that the case for you? It was expected of me. It was not the case that I fulfilled. Because, again, okay. I... I I took it lightly because I didn't I didn't understand the responsibility. Okay. And, and that responsibility is a big big question. Do you understand the responsibility that you undertake when you choose to accept that title? We have the same thing going on today when Young children, young young people grow up and they have a child before they are mentally mature. So therefore, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to say some stupid stuff and do some stupid stuff. And how can they choose to be non-judgmental about their stupidness when they haven't judged their own stupidness? <laughs> oh goodness! Why is it important that you understand now that you get it that you were stepping in or was expected to step in as that father? Why is it so important that you understand that? What should you have been doing as a father, as a step-in, stand-in father? What should you have been doing? One of the things I should have been doing, or should have done, is understand the responsibility that goes with the type. As in being a natural father, there's a certain responsibility. Whether you are prepared or not, you've got to get yourself prepared. And responsibility is key to being anyone's teacher, leader, Mentor. There's a big responsibility there. And most of us don't, 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 don't step up to the responsibility of living a good life of our own. Because as, as children growing up, you know, I, I have to admit to your audience, I was, I was stupid. And most of us were as we grew up because we did not choose to 
follow instructions because we have not experienced the downside of making bad choices. We did when we got punished. We, when we got reprimanded. <laughs> but that's after the fact. And you say, oh, yeah. Right. 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 But to repeat it. And, and that's the, 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 the understanding of what the consequences are of our choices and responsibilities. What is the consequences? Of taking on the responsibility of even going to school, being a teacher, choosing to enlighten, guide, lead other folks, other young minds, develop young minds. There's a big responsibility there. And, and a lot of people choose not to be teachers, they don't realize it, but they are. If anybody is in your life, if you have a shift with anybody, a relationship, they're going to learn some things from you that they can use, not use, like or dislike. You're constantly teaching people about how to how to treat you how to react to you, how to run away from you. So we all teach it. We just don't realize. There's, there's a, a part here, and you, you touched on it, and that is one of the roles that people expect of you when they ask you to be their child's sponsor. And that's to be there for those special moments, to be there for those special occasions, the birthdays, the graduations, things like that. You know, why is that important as a, a, a sponsor to be there during those times? I think we, 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 get, we get it wrong because I got it wrong because I thought it was only the special holiday, special event, the special things that was in this, that, that happens to this child naturally that I needed to be there for. But it's more than that. It's deeper than that. The, the responsibility of training, educating, guiding, and providing a good message that that child then can use to process things of their own, how to make good decisions, how to choose to be a matador rather than a sumo wrestler when you were dealing with, with, with bad things that are definitely going to come your way. And I used the matador scenario as you're going to have folks that are mad. They're going to say things, do things. They're going to come at you like a raging bull. And you can choose to be a samurai and try to wrestle that bull, meeting it head on, or you can be 
a matador and get out of the way. Many, many, and that, and that's part of it because children are bullied in school. They are key kinds of other influences from other children that perpetuate on them as they are trying to maneuver through schoolwork and a school day. You can just look out if you're watching, play, playing on playground. You know, some folks are leaders, some folks are not. Some folks are bullies, some folks are not. But that child is affected by whatever happens to them that is directly in front of them. How do you help them to become a matador and get out of the way of someone? Unintended, un. They, 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 it's intentional for the person that's doing it, but the receiver is the victim if they don't know how to mentally handle that pressure, that advance. Okay. Well, I started to ask you. In the beginning, I said I would hold off from asking you. You said you were disappointed in yourself. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on, I'm sure one of the the thoughts that came across was this, this person entrusted this responsibility to me when this uh, individual was a child. And now it's not until they're graduating high school pretty much off to college that I'm actually understanding what I should have been doing 10, 15 years ago. And why is it important that you understand your role when they're a child from the beginning opposed to now learning who and what you were supposed to be all this time, what do you think could have been lost in all those years or not happened, however you want to put it? What do you you think the difference is? The the difference is now is I, I missed a great opportunity to be a bigger influence in that system. Ah, ah. Now, you know, you can still be, and you can still influence people when you introduce yourself into someone's life. You're still an influence right. because you you've ended, you you created a ship, a relationship that you are either navigating, you're punching a hole in it, you bought a ticket on it, you 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 just you need to find out. What's my what's my role on this ship that I've chosen to jump on or be a part of? And that's what we don't do in the relationship that we're in already. What do I bring onto this ship? Some responsibility, some education, some guidance, some godly wisdom teaching them how to have a good road map for themselves, their own GPS, because regardless of what I say or do, 
they still have a direction that they're going to choose to go in, good or bad, pretty or ugly, <laughs> male, female, relationship. And how can I say to them, make a good choice in your relationship with with a person, whether it be male or female, if if I have not shown that I'm good with my own self, I don't have a good relationship with my. If I am a an abuser of language, drugs that or substances, I'm going to use the word substances that are mind altering and not helping, then I'm not a good. I'm not a good fit. I'm 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 a I'm a very poor example, would you go to a hairdresser that was bald-headed or had had pieces of hair instead of... (laughs) Would you you go to a blind doctor? Now, if he's a doctor of hearing and he's not deaf, maybe... But if if you want him to look at a lesion on your body, then going to a blind doctor is not right. He can feel it. Yeah, that feels pussy. I'm feeling this. Does this hurt? And you're yelling, ow. You you have to really be responsible for the titles. We need to be responsible. Responsible for the titles we take on, for the ships that we want to sail on, with, or follow. It, relationships are, are very important. And being a mentor, being a sponsor, it, it has its own responsibilities of that type of ship. My goodness. Brother Chris, we are just about finished with our, 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 our session here. I want to call it a session today. And I want, if you had to give four points as to being the best sponsor to a child, what would those four points be? Number one. Be a good listener. Be be a an active, agape listener. That's number one. And if you don't know what agape means, go to Second uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapters uh, twelve and thirteen, so that you know what listening is all about. Good listening. Number two, give. Constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. Because in order to give, you've got to be able to listen. And then you have to be able to understand the difference between destructive or constructive 
feedback, not criticism. So, so in, in order to do that, you have to ask good questions. That's a part of be giving good, constructive feedback. Yes, you got to ask good questions. You have to take a personal interest. That's number three. Take a personal interest in the person that you are mentoring, being a mentor for, so that you then can understand what they're going through, what they're thinking, what they are anticipating, and then they then can share, feel comfortable sharing their disappointment, their successes, their, their, their cheerful and not-so-cheerful moments in life. So you have to take a personal interest in it. That's number three. Number four, I think it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to combine my four and five. You be enthusiastic about the role that you're taking and treat other folks with respect. You don't have to be the best teacher to teach. You don't even have to call yourself a teacher to be teaching folks about life. And your life is, the, the life that you lead is a teaching moment. Amen. Brother Chris, Brother Chris, Brother Chris, thank you so much. You know, again, like I said, you know, the the what behind the why is is going to be real crucial um, to us because it serves as a breakdown as to, you know, what we're doing and, and why we're doing it. And kind of pointing people in the right direction when they don't have the right information or understanding and their responsibilities are subsequently skewed uh, because of that. And I, I really want to thank you today for, you know, giving the breakdown on what we openly call Godparent. And, you know, like we spoke, um, sponsor is, is a good replacement men, mentee or mentor. You know, mentee is the actual child. Mentor is the individual who is acting as the sponsor. You know, those are better terminologies um, used um, for this particular role. But thank you so much for bringing clarity to quite a bit of, you know, this role because a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't get it. And, Again, we're going with tradition and understanding, not true explanation. So we, we give, you know, God, thanks for you today. We'll, we'll be coming back. We'll be coming back and, and bringing more information. And, again, we say thank you so much. You're welcome. You're very welcome to your audience. You're thank there. you. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. Do you want a, a phone number? Do you want to give a phone number if people want to reach out to you or um, a Facebook page or an Instagram page? Well, I am on Facebook. My full name, Crystal Loris, is, is my Facebook page, Crystal Loris Jackson. My phone number 
is 832-969-5363. And for your listening audience, I do grief and loss coaching and counseling for folks that are far away via Zoom. And uh, the, the thing that, that we don't understand about grief and loss, we, we tend to have it tied into the, the death of a loved one, someone we care about. But we go through grief and loss every day for simple things like losing your tooth, losing your, your car keys, your job, friends, pets. There's so much grief and loss that we don't understand what we are dealing with when we are anxious or depressed because we're dealing with grief and loss of some kind, of some type. And that's what I choose to spend my extra time, my career now as a grief and loss coach and counselor. Thank you. Wow. That's wonderful to know. And um, thank you so much again for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed rest of your week. For inviting me and uh, hosting me this morning. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have Have a blessed one. You too, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, wow. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful piece of information. Again, as we started talking, I had no idea he was going to bring that up. And as soon as he said it on the phone, I was like, oh, no, no, we've got to uh, talk about that, especially when um, when he even made it personal, when he said, you know, well, you know, I, I didn't understanding and here it is you know we're adults at this point how many times have we assumed this responsibility and yet you know not even willing to understand i didn't get it and now i'm willing to make the adjustment and it's never too late as as our brother chris said we can be an influence at any time in someone's life i want to jump on with my girl uh tamika because I want to chat about a couple of things. Uh, Tamika, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good AM. I am doing good this Thursday. And how are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well. Glad to hear you're doing good. What did you? What, let me. You know, I always like to ask: Is there anything you learned or heard today about this sponsor? mentor and mentee relationship that you had never thought of, had never heard of before? Um, yes. Uh, a lot of times, especially when you sponsor, you know, we have to really, really take into heart the responsibility that you have for someone else's child, especially, you know, and I, I can look at it even different, more different because, I don't have any children of my own. And so, you know, it's not, you know, I, I, I've seen, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, baby dedications and everybody's there and blah, blah, blah on that first day. 
and then it just phases out. You know, the child by the child by the time the child is five, they don't even know that they have a godparent. You know, nobody's vital. Everybody's there for pictures, and everybody's there when the, when the baby is little. But like, what input are you really genuinely putting? Can the child, if you were to examine the child and ask the child, you know, what you did, not just money, you know, and, and he's right, not just the phone call on a birthday or, you know, a holiday or, you know, some commemorative day, you know, you have to play a vital role, you know, so much so that if parents are phased out for whatever reason, then you take that responsibility. You know, if something happens, you need to, to know, you know, that child needs to know if mom and dad is not there, God, mommy, God, daddy got me. And it's just that important. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I want to ask you a couple of conventional things that, um, you know, because as soon as, as soon as you hear, now, now let, let's, let's get real. Let's, let's play a, a game of let's get real because you know we talk about folk. How about the ones who pick? The people, and let's go, let's, 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 let's play the real game. Tamika ain't got no kids. She would be the best godparent. Why are we going there? Been there, done that. <laughs> that, that that's what I said, let's play the game or let's get real. Why, uh-huh. why we do that? Because you automatically assume that because I have, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't have any children that I'm going to play a financial role now that may or may not be the case because I and now as he's speaking you know I started thinking over my life I have six uh children that I consider God children or they consider me God parent you know and you what happened at one particular time in my life I moved I moved out of the state of New York twice I moved to Virginia at one point I moved to Georgia at one point and so I couldn't be a physical, you know, presence in my in, in these children's lives. And so there were phases of life that I missed. But if you were choosing me just because of the finances, just because I don't have any children doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have responsibility. And I, I think a lot of times people in general, because, oh, you don't have any real responsibility. What? <laughs> yeah, how is that? I have responsibility. I have bills just like you. Bill is in my life just like you. You know, and there are responsibilities that I have to take care of just like you, you know. Um, But, you know, just doing it for that, there's all kinds of things that can happen that can cause finances. You know, the individual who you have chosen could get sick, you know, or they have a family responsibility that they have to take care of. A parent is ill and they have, you know, those resources that have to go out. So, you know, you have to really think as a parent, what, what, you know, just like, you know, marriage, I'm going to be in this for the long haul. And you really do have to think about it that way, not just for picture day, you know, for, for the length of this child's life. Are you going to be there? You know, not just for the dedication, for the rest of this child's life. Can I really say that from this day forward to whenever that you're going to play a vital role? You know, I was looking at a list. That's why I was like, let's play Let's Get Real here. Because, <laughs> and I only got you for a couple more minutes, guaranteed, pretty much. But, you know, one of the things that they have, the responsibilities of, of this this uh, sponsor, and one of the things they have here is 
starting a college fund or purchasing savings bonds for for that child. Why would that have to be the responsibility of of a sponsor? Well, why is that on a list? I mean, again, there's this you know, and this is not even for like a single or unmarried um, sponsor. But what do you think of that one? <laughs> Girl, I'm going to get my college uh, from Tamika. From <laughs> <laughs> right. And I have put all this on the side. Let's just say I did it. Let's just say I did it. And little Johnny ain't so smart. <laughs> so now, <laughs> let's just be real because things happen. Little let's Johnny play, get real. Let's play the game and let's get real. It happens. Little Johnny ain't the smartest thing. And I meant ain't. He's not the smartest thing in the box, and and you earmarked all this resources. What you gonna do with that money? You know, and you know, especially if you have already, you know, some type of okay. So my alma mater, let's just say I provided the money, you know, I earmarked the money for that, and now little Johnny not going to college, you know, and little Johnny, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, little Johnny may be going to a trade school. Now what am I going to do with the resources? You know, I, I, I don't, I, that kind of is one of those things that you have to be concerned about. If you're talking about life insurance, now that's important that I could see, but a college fund, mm, got to be real careful with that one. But here's my thing, Tamika, the parents don't even do the college fund. So here we go. The, the the sponsor's supposed to be picking up the college fund. I'm like, yo, you know, did, I'm telling you, did this this worldly stuff, um, you know, they they have here, you know, um, purchasing, uh, sending money in cards for special occasions. And, you know, this is under the financial responsibilities of a sponsor. Uh, you know, sending money and cards for special occasions and, and birthdays and holidays. Why? Why do we have to airmark money? And, and that's what happens a lot of times. You, let, let's touch on this before you go. About How about, you know, they're, they're only calling when it's time for money. It's needed. It's time for the books to be purchased. It's time for the school clothes or the sneakers when the school opens. So basically what you're saying is that I'm an ATM machine. Because yep. it, it, it seems like, you know, I'm not important, you know, when things are just every day. You know, let's let's go over, let's, let's let, you know, let's cook, let's have a good time, let's sit out in the backyard you don't want me then, you know, oh, well, I got a responsibility. Such and such is going to graduation and I need resources. So, you know, I'm just supposed to whip out my card. You know, that it makes it seem like, you know, I don't really play as much of a vital role, and I should. You know, and so if you just asking for me to come around when money is due, then no wonder why it phase out because I'm not vital unless it's financial. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we need to... Stop, you know, using and choosing people based on their financial status, their um, their, their marital status, and and things of the like, because that's not that that that's that's you're you're doing a, a, a bigger disservice to the child than the actual uh, sponsor who ain't doing everything they're supposed to be doing. Thank you for this chit chat. 
you know, I, I knew I could come to you for the game of Let's Get Real. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I pray you have a blessed day, my girl. Thank you so much. You as well. Have a blessed day. <laughs> Thank you. You too. All right. You know, let, let, let's, let, me, let me just share something with you. You know, I've, I said earlier when Brother Chris and I started talking, I said, I remember my grandmother said, you know, don't use, the, don't use the word godparents. You know, use sponsors. And at that time, it was don't. And over the years, um, I've, I've just, Stephanie being Stephanie, you know, I, I like to do my own research. And, you know, I've done some, you know, digging around, looking around or whatever. But it wasn't until, again, like I said earlier, Today, this morning, I got up a little earlier and did a little more uh, uh, detective work to find out where did this come from. And because even as I've gotten older, I have shied away from saying this God-parent, God-child thing because as my relationship has gotten closer to God, um, I just don't like it. I don't like the interchangeable, um, how we use it. I ain't nobody's God, nothing. Um, and one of the things that I saw today, and I was like, see, this is why you got to know what you're talking about, and you got to know why you're doing what you're doing and why you don't do what you're doing or you're not doing. One of the things that um, I, I read this morning was, and I'm trying to pull it up now because I have a couple of things in front of me, it says that the purpose, the initial, okay, this is a, a Catholic origin. This is of this godparent thing is of Catholic origin. And one of the things that they, there are many beliefs, but they are all um, based around God and, and things like that, literal God. And one of the things that they say is the God's parent, the Godparent's purpose is to help the child attain heaven. See, this is why we can't be doing everything. This is why we can't be saying everything. And I'm saying it just like I'm saying it. I'm not talking all proper. This is why we can't be doing everything we do. You got to know what, what you're saying and why you're saying these things. And you have to, if you do become a little uncomfortable, this, this is why as Growing as a Christian person, I became less and less comfortable with not only saying it but hearing it. But when I read that this morning, which is just one of the things that I read, I really became uncomfortable with uh, with even hearing it. And when Brother Chris said, you know, he likes to use the word mentee, I was like, fine, works for Stephanie. Whatever word you come up with, you really, if you're a Christian person, you really need to stop using that word. Because if, when we, if I stop here, if I don't go into any other definition of this God-parent, God-child title, um, that, that's enough. We can't help anybody attain heaven. That, that's, that's, that's not our role, that's not our job, and that's not our ability to even do something like that. Well, go, going back a little bit more, you know, the, the, the ultimate purpose of a godchild, kind of across the board, despite the fact that they have many of those type definitions, one of the things was it was chosen, and here's the here's interesting part, it was chosen 
the parents chose the 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 the, the sponsors based on the sponsor's religion and religious lifestyle. So only at the time of quote-unquote baptism, again, a Catholic practice of this baby's baptism, that a godparent was chosen because this person was supposed to be responsible for showing or leading or helping the child to develop a faith or a relationship or religion. And my question was, well, then where were the parents? So the parents didn't necessarily, as I continued to read, the parents themselves didn't necessarily have to have a relationship with God because that was the, pur- that was the purpose of choosing a godparent because that was their responsibility. And I was when I was like, yo, this is crazy. They said that the, the godparents exhibited, you know, um characteristics and virtues and, and things like that. They they took them to most times to their church, um, to and they chose the priest uh who would baptize this child and you know, this was their prominent role and over the course of the child's life they would be responsible for assisting the parents with raising the child to be a saint yes do your homework and um even though they didn't see the child all the time again like you heard me when I was speaking to Brother Chris, I always I kept saying, "Okay, let's talk about in the home versus outside the home." Remember, this this God parent was supposed to be on the outside of the home. Now, traditionally, a lot of people would say, "Well, hey, um, we're choosing a God parent based on the fact that if I should die, this is the." These are the people that the child will go to. Well, we know that really traditionally doesn't even happen. If there's a a, a, uh, grandparent, most times grandparents pick up the children. A lot of times aunties and uncles will take the children. Um, You know, other times just close friends. But it does not automatically default to godparents. So that's what, but again, as time went on, things evolved. Um, people started using, again, as, as Tamika said, as an ATM. You know, these are the people that I'm choosing. You know, listen, people who don't believe in God, they don't go for people who believe in God. Yeah, I read that. They have now switched the names. Instead of saying God parents, they're calling them odd parents or squad parents. Because, again, where years ago, whether it was pagan or whatever, at least they were choosing people who were godly, supposedly. Now, it don't even matter. They're just choosing people to, quote, unquote, care or mentor the child, um, you know, as a child gets old, as the child grows older. And, you know, they, they, they don't even care anything about God. So, again, you're using this God word in the titles, but yet God is not even a part of this whole equation to the point where the ungodly people don't even want to use the word God. So you really, you know, there's a lot of, 
you know, uh, research and stuff that we really need to do when it comes to what we say, what we do, um, why we should say, why we shouldn't say. And now it helps me to understand why even, you know, I just was more uncomfortable even saying it. And, you know, when you watch how people choose godparents, you know, it's twisted. Before we go any further, let me give the uh, benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. That's Romans fifteen thirteen. Thus our closing. <laughs> Abounding in hope. Hope that, as our brother Chris said, you use the Bible as a GPS. We really need to make it our business to, you know, to use this Bible as our guideline, as our guide from one point to the other. You know, I, I have I have one of my girls, she has been, she had driven to my mother's house a million times from here, from home to my mother's house. It, it, it's only one or two ways we'll go. But I don't care what happens. Shawnee's going to put that GPS on. I don't care, and she's not looking for traffic necessarily, you know, or something like that. She's just, it's more comfortable for her to use the GPS, and we just laugh at her all the time. And when I, one day when we were in the car and she did it, I said to myself, I wish that people who, People would use the Bible the way way people use the GPS. When we're going on a long-distance trip and we don't know where we're going, when we're going on a short trip and we don't know where we're going, we're going to put the GPS on. That's an automatic thing. But yet when we are navigating through life, like I said a little while ago, some of us would never even consider picking up the Bible as a guide because the Bible is the last place we want to go because the Bible is the last place we believe that would uh, give us or could give us an answer. You know, people really believe that there's actually things that will happen in your life that's not in that Bible. And I've said the same thing Brother Chris said today. There is nothing we will ever experience that is not in the Word of God. I don't care when. I don't care who, I don't care how or why, there is not one thing you'll experience ever that is not addressed in that book. So to call it the GPS is most appropriate. And when we think we can go through life and not have to pick up that word of God, we're going to stumble quite often. We're always going to be in a hole and we're not going to know how to get out of the hole. We're always going to be faced with with uncertainty and not know which direction to go. We're always going to be in troubled times and not know that not just prayer changes things, but the life after the prayer. Ooh. 
the life after oh the life oh the life after the prayer is what really makes the difference. Because see, if we how many of us we talked about this before? We pray when we know we're gonna still do the same thing. Lord, please get me out of this. And we know in our heart we ain't gonna stop that activity or behavior. We just want out for the moment. And God is sought after to get us out of this predicament, but we're going right back to business as usual. That can't be our life. We have to back up prayer with a shift in attitude, behavior, thought. You know, it all has to change. And when we don't, it's very detrimental. Because if we think God going to keep on rescuing us, we got another door coming. So as we have learned today, I'm not calling God anything. I'm not, it ain't going to be a God child, God parent, God this, God that. No. You know, we've heard the, the loose term, you know, how they call, you know, God. You know, the, the men call one another God. You know, and, and I, I actually listen to this, and I'm like, are you serious right now? Oh, you know, that's a small G. I'm sorry. That ain't the way I'm going. I ain't got nothing and nobody. There's only one God, and that's that. That's the name I, that, that's been given, and that's the only direction I'm going with that. We have to make those decisions in life, that we're going to choose God, and we're not going to back up, back out. We're going to go full-fledged ahead, but know why you're doing things. You know, I, that's the way I raised the girls, and I wasn't even in the Lord like that. But I raised the girls to always know why and why you're not doing things. Always be able to explain. And I do the same thing with my granddaughter, and I do the same thing with the with the young people in the church. You know, it's no, no, why be able to say why it, it can't just be because it just no no why because god is expecting you to be able to give an account as to why so make that your habit do the things of god you'll never go wrong you've been listening to it's due time with pastor steph join us monday through friday from 7 a.m to 9 a.m where we discuss matters of the heart mind and spirit as you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank our brother, Chris Dolores Jackson, for joining us today. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Jesus in your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares our life. Where is Freestyle Friday? Until then, I love you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.